0: Never have I ever. Not the TikTok edition, but rather your quarantine cadma review edition. Okay guys, so obviously I'm talking about the new show, uh Netflix's Never Have I Ever. Um, which I thought was actually pretty interesting. I finished watching the entire thing, uh like most people when they decide to binge watch because that's what responsible people do on the norm as well as during a quarantine. So, what I would like to talk about is that basically the lead character, the main protagonist, uh, Devi Vishwakumar, uh, she basically is a, a, a teenage girl. She wants to change her social status, um, but between dealing with her personal life and the issues that she's struggling with, you would think almost you, you that it's like a, a typical teen drama, like, oh no, I want a boyfriend, but... What you actually end up learning about the show is that there's more elements and more layers to it. And they kind of pick these three quirky um, characters to create, which is the part probably that I found to be the most interesting part. Because if it seemed too perfecty or too weird, like don't get me wrong... Um, I love Betty and Ronnie just as much as other people, but the show's too soap opery, and it's just weird, and I'm like, it doesn't seem relatable. Like, you know, when a group of teenagers decide that they want to solve murders and stuff like that in luxurious homes and dresses and have sex and do drugs, uh, it just seems like, yeah, I don't recall anyone in my high school doing that. And if there are some that, you know, that did do that in high school, I mean, I guess (laughs) Piratea. But for the rest of us, I think we all are the never fit in the never have i ever crowd now uh the lead protagonist is devi uh vishwa Kumar. she is played by please i apologize if you're listening to this and you're like she completely destroyed my name i'm really sorry so i believe her the lead actress's name is my Treyi and her last name is ramakrishnan um, that's easier for me to pronounce because I'm actually very familiar with, uh, uh, certain Hindu uh, Hindu, uh, holidays, uh, like Navaratri, uh, you know, uh, Ganesha, uh, Puja, and you go to the temples, you go to celebrate for uh, Mahakali. So the last name is a little bit easier for me to say. <laughs> um, now the other uh actors that are in this uh alongside her with it which is her friend which is ramona young who plays eleanor wong um she is the drama queen she loves acting and everything she does is dramatic and then of course there's lee rodriguez as fabiola torres so you're basically following the journey um behind debbie so deb she's going through a lot. So you start to understand very quickly what's happening to her. So she is an intelligent, goal-oriented girl, but her goals are not exactly lining up to what her mom would like her to be. And during one of her uh which you do see in the pilot, you see that during a concert while she's playing a harp, her father passes away. And as soon as her father passes away, it, you know, um hit her so hard that what ends up happening is she loses the use of her legs she's in a wheelchair temporarily and she's still like madly in love with this one guy which is paxton hall yoshida uh that's played by darren uh, barnett um so you you're curious from the pilot you become curious to go okay what does all this have to do together like i'm not i'm not seeing this she's got two friends there's a boy that she was like so interested in that she was, she actually started to stand again because she wanted to look at him without realizing it. And you start to see the layers of the relationship that Devi is having with her mom, which is the character's name is Dr. Nalini Vishwakumar. And the mother is played by Purna uh, Jagannathan. I hope I said that correctly. Again, I apologize. Um... So she's also dealing with her relationship with her mother. She misses her father, which is Mohan, uh, which is played by Send- Sendhil, Ramamurthy uh, Murphy. And at the same time, she's sort of having this major battle uh, with her cousin unintentionally, who's literally just perfect in every way, uh, who's Kamala, uh, which is who is played by uh, Richa Morjani. And, uh, Dev is dealing with the loss of her father and she's dealing with the different cultural aspects of Indian culture where she feels the pressure of her mom when she has to be, uh, you know, getting to Princeton. And that's kind of the, the, uh, points that they point out in the show, um, so you start to kind of see the pressure that she, that she feels she's in competition with the other boy in school who is like, who she calls as Ben Gross, who's supposed to be like her arch nemesis at school. Cause everyone had one in high school. Uh, and Ben Gross is played by, uh, Jaron, uh, Lewison. and, uh, the whole thing is actually narrated by John, uh, <laughs> uh, so as, as John... Kind of like tells uh, the narration of Devi. Like I said, you learn about her parents. Uh, You see the connection and love that she had with her father. A very like touching relationship. And you at first start to kind of think that her relationship with her mom and the rest of the family maybe uh, got disconnected when the father passed away. But as the episodes start to unveil, uh, you start to realize that's actually not what the problem was. And she wants to get a boyfriend. She's picturing what's going to be her perfect sophomore year. And she tells her friends, like, "Hey, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get boyfriends. We're gonna do this. This is how we should do it." And she's going on to this long journey of trying to figure out how her year is going to be so perfect as sophomores. And she's extremely selfish, like most lead, uh, lead characters are. Uh, extremely selfish and she's no longer the good friend that she should have been so she's making a lot of mistakes she's all over the place and she is just spinning and what I can say is that I enjoyed the fact that the problems that these teenagers were having was actually pretty realistic it kind of felt like a blend of Degrassi meets uh little big mouth or what is it loud mouth um oh my god what is the name of that show like why did it this is terrible i forgot in the middle of a podcast that's terrible um you know what i'm talking about if i tell you about the hormone monster so i feel like it's that me uh meets degrassi i'm gonna remember after this podcast is over i'm gonna be so mad little big mouth i'm pretty sure it's that's what it's called i'm gonna text my best friend (laughs) because he's gonna know um But it felt like a a blend for me for what that show is. What was the name of the show with the hormone monster? I'm straight up texting my best friend because I feel like I'm messing everything up and I just want to be as accurate as possible. Um, That's how well prepared I am, obviously uh much like my my youtube shows but anyway uh but you're getting me at my 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 raw nature right so i guess i guess i get kudos points for that so uh basically their problems are very realistic she's dealing with her hormones the changes the things that she normally would pray for which would be things that some teenagers would really focus on but then she still has all these uh tribulations that she's still going through that's changing her very drastically she hasn't coped with her uh, with her father's death at all. She's seeing a therapist, but she refuses to talk about it. She's making uh, really poor choices in regards to her friendships and how she's trying to achieve the goals, which is basically getting a boyfriend. And it spins her out of control. And then her relationship with her mom has so, so much pressure on it. And it's not... Um, it doesn't come off as a mockery towards Indian culture. It's rather uh, enlightening as an introduction. One of the episodes they actually do uh, talk about the Ganesha puja, um, so which is uh, puja is a, a blessing. Basically, that's what you would receive uh, when you when you go to the temples. So it's like Ganesha's blessing, and Ganesha is the elephant god. In case if you didn't know, he is the remover of all obstacles and. Uh, a lot of times when you go to these festivals, that's basically what you're receiving. You're receiving a blessing from the gods. And the temple that I uh, used to go to, um, basically when you bring fruit into the temple to as an offering, when you go get uh, puja, the food in the sense or food that was given there before, like usually fruit, um, is given back to you and is basically like the gods are sharing the food back with you. So it's like eating with God. That is, the, I guess, the best way to explain that. So they do introduce Indian culture, which is kind of, you know, which is pretty cool. You see the Saudis, you see the jokes about the aunties, um, like how intense that can be because you see the, the competition of who has the best. Um, if you're listening to this, I am not from India. Um, so I don't want anyone to think like, you know, like, no, so... I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm not, I'm not actually, uh, I don't have any family members of India from what I know of, but my family's pretty mixed. So who knows? Might be surprised. Might have an Uncle Raj somewhere. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was they also point out uh, other small aspects, like there's a time where she's in a store and she's just sort of dealing with real problems as well as like minuscule teenage problems. And she's standing online to get a cup of coffee and she's dressing her sari at the Ganesha Puja event. And some little girl thinks, you know, her outfit looks really cool, calls her Princess Jasmine. And you can see she's offended, but she's trying to, like, dismiss it. And the mom was like, oh, my daughter wants to take a picture with you. It's so ethnic. It's so this. Not even paying attention to the fact that it's, it's offensive. You know, like, oh, look, a character, you know, like that kind of thing, um, the mom doesn't even correct the daughter when she turns to Devi and goes, oh, where's your Aladdin? You know, like, where's Aladdin? And she has to say, I don't have an Aladdin, you know. Uh, it's, it's very interesting how they sort of bring up those things. They also bring up the fact that uh, she's not, Devi is not heavy into, <laughs> Debbie is not heavy, I love that. Not, Devi is not, I'm sorry. <clears throat> probably shouldn't do podcasts whenever um but uh debbie is not heavy into like the bollywood scene uh she's not into the the dances um and she's struggling because she's basically like a very american girl she likes meat um so they kind of I'll point that out there um she is like goal oriented when it comes to uh her schooling and her mom is like very strict they do point that out culturally but otherwise they show like little hints of like indian culture and they kind of really put it in there uh i do believe one of the executive producers is actually mindy culling which i loved her in uh uh the office because her character was insane i loved her character but anyway um So Devi's going through those little notions and the show is like very well written that they sort of highlight those aspects, like how uh, Indian culture can be perceived by the outside eye, uh, kind of what could be going on in certain households, how being with the family is very, very important, like family, the rooting of family is like super, super, super important. Um, But it's also showing that her struggle is that she's basically growing up as an American girl surrounded by Indian culture but not quite fully into it 100% because there are certain things that she just doesn't find relatable. She's not interested in the Bollywood dances. Now she's also struggling with uh, her cousin... Uh, which is Kamala. Now, Kamala is literally, like, the perfect girl. At least that's what you think. So, her mom, um, which is Dr. Nalini, she seems to basically praise Kamala for every little thing that she does. And Kamala's very quiet, but she's also drop-dead gorgeous. And Dev doesn't understand, like, how come this girl gets so much praise and how come this is acceptable? And at some point, it eventually erupts into a fight because you start to see the unfairness, uh... And how Dr. Nalini is actually treating her daughter, Debbie. And you can see where Debbie's kind of getting all messed up besides the fact that the family obviously lives out in Los Angeles. Uh, so <laughs> no offense to my LA people, but some of y'all are just a little crazy. Um, and then her friend, uh, Eleanor uh, Wong, she's struggling with her mom and the, the, the disconnect in her family. But yet that is her main... Uh, Gold and the most, uh, her muse, if you will, for her to become an actress. And it all starts because of her mom. Um, and then uh, we have her friend, Fab, Fabiola uh, Torres. She's a character that's struggling with her personal identity and the layers that are built into this very carefully for each relationship. Now, the biggest character development, of course, is primarily like on Debbie. But you do see character development even on the side characters, her best friends. You even see it with the love interest, which is Paxton Hall, Yoshida, played by Darren uh, Barnett. And uh, they they do kind of ham it up because he's supposed to be the hot guy. So, like, even a mom at some point is hitting on him. So I do think it was kind of funny that they brought that up. Uh, but they, they really show how quirky everyone's life really is like you always think the grass is greener on the other side you see everyone making mistakes you watch Paxton uh, make mistakes you see the back and forth between him and Devi and then you see the development of Ben Gross where he's just uh, even though he's her notch, arch uh, nemesis you see from his life you know yeah he he's rich but he doesn't necessarily have everything and he's actually quite lonely and as you start to kind of put all these things together you see an entire group of people who are extremely relatable so whether you're the rich kid who's actually lonely because your parents ditch you all the time um just because they want to go on exotic cruises and let you raise yourself because there's a there's a nanny in the house they got those characters there they got the kids there who are abandoned by their parents to go achieve their dreams but instead of you know, being a parent, they just leave their kid there, um, the fact that darkness is what develops, you know, the other character, and you watch it, you see characters developing, you know, their sexuality, because these are all teenagers, uh, you watch, uh, you know, the perfect, the people you think have, are, are perfect, um, actually have, um, you know, a different lifestyle, completely at home, uh, they even, uh, make fun of the fact that Paxton Hall Yoshida uh, at some point everyone's surprised, like, you speak Japanese. And it's very funny because um <laughs> he even they all like look at him like, oh you don't like look Asian and they kinda point out the fact that no one's paying attention to the fact that his last name is Yoshida. And he even says, you know, like to them, like, You've met my parents. Like, how could you not know like I was Japanese? Like I was at least part Japanese. Um you see dev having a breakdown as she's slowly forced to cope with the loss of her dad and as you you just become involved and that's the best part about the show you become involved you start to kind of just go back to your old days you start to kind of go did i make a stupid mistake like that i actually text an old friend of mine who works for a magazine and i was like tell me that was not us in middle school and i was like that was us <laughs> i was straight up eleanor i'm not even gonna lie and, <laughs> and so um i thought the show did great in regards to character development how each character affected the other one on a deeper level than what they really expected it to be. So it's a nice way of showing um, one, the grass is not always green on the other side. And then two, the little things that you do and don't do in life actually do affect other people. And I think it's a really well written show, especially for a show that's about teens. I wasn't expecting to like it. I won't lie. I thought it was going to be like super cheesy. Um, you know, something like that, because my, my only favorite teen drama in the world is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Degrassi, so, like, those are my top notches, but I'm gonna have to put Never Have I Ever, uh, in there, uh, because I, I only got to, uh, I only learned about it because I'm obviously on TikTok like every other person, and I was on it before the quarantine, but anyway, the other things that I enjoyed were the, uh, the way that they shot the show, Uh, The locations were perfect. Nothing was overdone. It didn't seem uh, unrealistic. It felt very relatable from start to finish. Like there was no like missing anything start to finish. And I cannot, I don't have the belief that anyone can watch the show and not find something relatable about it. I think, I just think it's impossible. Uh, Just because, I'm sorry, I have hiccups. Um, Just because of the layers that they built out uh, for these characters on every kind of typical personality that you kind of have, uh, and think, or situations rather that people find themselves in. Uh, the other thing that I have to say is that the show also at the same time does not take itself seriously, which is actually the fun part, uh, of the show because they do have these moments where, you know, she is rather, you know, very dorkish. Um, and you know, you see people, you know, doing their dorky things like, God, why did I say that? Um, so the humor was well put together. So I was like, "All right, I can, I can accept that. Like that's that's cool. That's okay. That's okay." And and uh, so I think it's I think it, the show's a lot of fun. I think it's definitely something worth uh, watching. Um, I can definitely say that I was on the computer today trying to play it in the background because I wasn't expecting to like it as much, uh, but I kept stopping. And pausing what I was doing just to like stop back and go back and look at the show. And I was like, wait, what just happened? Um, It wasn't gossipy. It wasn't like this over-the-top soap opera stuff. Um, It didn't seem cheesy. It was just flat out completely relatable on multiple aspects. Now, I didn't completely relate to Dev um, per se. Because as I got to know her, you start to see really how selfish she is. But you also understand why she's becoming selfish, not only is she dealing with hormones, she's dealing with her friends, the loss of her dad, uh, the pressure from her mom, she sees how perfect her cousin is, and she gets, you know, a pass for everything, she's dealing with so many things that are literally molding her mind at this exact moment in the most, I guess, impressionable times of her life, Uh, so I definitely have to say I recommend this show, I've actually spoken longer about the show than I have about any other uh, reviews i've done so far i'm saying that like i did a lot right but uh i do think it's a great show it's well written it's funny uh relatable which i keep repeating and i think it's really nice to introduce people to what's basically a new world Um, you may have a girl who's Indian, but she's not necessarily heavy into Indian culture. Uh, she may not really care too much about going to the Ganesha Puja and it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with her. It just means that she's exploring herself. You got uh, a half Japanese character who doesn't look Asian to other people, but they, he, when he acknowledges that he is Asian, they're like, what? Oh man, I should pay more attention. You're like, what does that mean? You're pointing out the fact that someone thought her, wearing uh, the sari was actually more of like an ethnic, you know, Instagram kind of photo. You see the characters who only care about their Instagrams and are not paying attention uh, to what's going on around them. It's really a great introduction to what I think teenagers now and the future to come uh, are going to be dealing with. I mean, I didn't have, you know, Instagram, um all we had was a slam book (laughs) that was it gentlemen and for those of you who are listening who are like what the is a slam book it is a book where everyone basically uh had a nickname we all had our own personal pen and whatever we wanted to write about personal problems things we wanted to complain about whether it was school personal uh, pretend we had a boyfriend love we wanted to share art basically we'd write everything into the slam book and we would share the book around so everyone can catch up on each other Um, I did a slam book in middle school and then I did one in college uh, temporarily. Uh, just because classes got so intense that we didn't even have time to talk to each other We just pass each other with the book and then just like, <laughs> like go back like we we're still getting used to texting uh, So it's just like what do we do that send you a text message girl? I ain't got time to do t9 on this I'm just gonna just write you a story in a book and you read it later like yeah, I got you Um, I know it sounds so ancient for some of you. you're like wow, that sounds hard huh? <laughs> uh, But yes, so The show is definitely worth it, regardless of what your generation, whether you consider yourself a boomer, which personally, I think it's just a label, um, people's mindsets, certain habits are developed from certain generations. Yes. I just don't completely believe in the full term, like boomer, millennial, like, oh my God, which one am I? Generation Z, Y, A, A, B. Um, so I think it's a good show for all generations, all personalities. And definitely if you're looking, if you, especially if you're a quirky person and you're like weird um like me you'd be like yeah i like this show um for many for many reasons uh i apologize for talking so long i realize i've been running my mouth for like 24 minutes just about now and i'm gonna just kind of cut it from here but i actually found the show to be uh quite quite breathtaking honestly uh it's only 10 episodes i definitely would recommend each episode is about like 20 30 minutes or so so you're not really like spending hours uh uh, of your life away and the time that you do spend watching it it's worth it uh so definitely again i think you guys should check out never have i ever tv series by netflix uh created by mindy Kyling and lang fisher uh it's a dramedy so make sure you guys are checking it out if you have not checked it out make sure you check it out and check out this new lead actress uh ramakrishnan uh she's super awesome she's from canada all the cool people are Uh, I'm totally hitting on Deadpool, sorry. Um, (laughs) um, But basically, check out the show. It's a lot of fun. It's worth it no matter what your personality is, what kind of shows you think you like. I think this show is very, very, um, uh, very breathtaking. And I'm so mad. My best friend did not text me back the name of that show. It's a mix of Degrassi and the show with the hormone monsters. Um, I know my best friend is listening to this and he's gonna be like, oop. I messed up, yeah, you did, man, you did. Uh, But for those of you who wanna keep up with me, make sure you check out my Instagram, which is CurlyCadma, that is Curly, C-U-R-L-Y, Cadma, C-A-D-M-A, that is on everything. I am one of the hosts from Bitten Apple TV, um, you know, where you can get bitten. Twitter, Cadma, Bitten Apple TV, everything's under Bitten Apple TV. You see a quirky, little, chinky-looking, dark-skinned girl? That's me um so yeah make sure you guys uh follow up watch the show and don't be shy come to my tumblr come to my instagram to anything and let me know like yo i heard your podcast and i i I agreed i love this part tell me the things that you liked about the show tell me things you did not like about the show Um, yeah, and I am more than welcome to, like, you know, having a full discussion with everyone. I hope you guys are staying safe during this lovely quarantine. I'm totally gonna blow up my best friend's phone for not texting me back in time. But, (laughs) uh, hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you enjoyed this quarantine review because, again, never have I ever.